today I decided I'm going to start a new series where I read you a few chapters of um, my a chosen book that I recommend to you so that you can get a feel of what it's like. Let me know in the comments if you want me to continue this sort of thing and then maybe I think it would be really cool if I could like read a whole book to you in chapters. So the first book I will be reading is called K-Pop Confidential by Stefan Wu. And I'm going to read the back of it for you. Train to perform, train to dominate, train to make it look easy. Cadence Park knows a lot about playing a role. For most of her life, she's been playing the role of the perfect Korean-American girl. But she has a talent that she's been keeping from the world. She can sing, like really sing. And when she's chosen from thousands to train for a spot in one of the biggest K-pop um, labels, first ever girl group, she'll have a chance to show the world. But plunging into the grueling life of a K-pop trainee will be tougher than she ever imagined. In the label's headquarters in Seoul, Cadence must hone her performance skills to within an inch of her life, all while navigating the complex hierarchies and rules. Rule number one, no dating, which soon becomes impossible to follow. And the closer Cadence gets to the limelight, the closer she gets to the scandal lighting up the K-pop fandom around the world. Is a spot the most hype girl group of all time really worth risking her friendships, future, and everything she believes in? So that was the little back, and I'm going to read like the first few chapters. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna see how I feel after the first one. Okay. <clears throat> Prologue. Girl in reflection. I bet I've stared at my reflection in rehearsal room mirrors just like this for one for hundreds and hundreds of hours. Usually while I'm soaking in sweat, wishing my toes would just fall off from all the blisters and torn nails, or watching myself try and wink and toss my hair and smile at the exact right time while our dance coat, the general, screams at us for always being a half a beat behind. Now as I huddle in this room with 24 other female trainees, who all have been training so much, much longer than I have, my reflection looks like me, but she threw a Snapchat filter. She looks as if Long locks of strawberry purple hair have grown naturally from her head her whole life. She looks like she was born with otherworldly blue eyes that can pierce her soul. She looks like she, she's never had a pimple on her spotless dewy skin. She would never let on that her scalp is burning from bleach, that her eyes are itching from the colored contact lenses, and that under those layers of natural look K-beauty makeup, she looks like she hasn't slept in weeks. Because she hasn't. This girl is me, but she's not exactly. She's still Cadence from New York, from New Jersey. But this version of me knows how to push through pain, through bruises and bleeding feet and homesickness and the inhuman diets. She knows how to rise above criticism and insults, keep her eyes on the ultimate goal. She's left friends and family um, and said goodbye to family, flown all the way to Silk. She's been picked apart by rooms full of executives older than her dad. On top of that, I haven't held my phone in three months. I've been through it. Behind a closed door, the CEO of SAY Entertainment and top executives and investor are deciding the final lineup for their new super-hyped girl group, the female version of the most famous K-pop boy band in the whole world, SLK. Gr girls are praying, pacing around. Others are rocking back and forth talking to themselves. Most are already crying. Weirdly, I feel totally calm. I step closer to the mirror to get a better look at my familiar but unfamiliar face. It hits me now how much I want this. I've earned this. I've given up everything for this. I deserve this. 
I believe with all my heart that I'm about to become a K-pop idol. And whichever, whichever other girls they choose, we're going to slay. Not just in Korea or Asia, Asia, but the entire globe. It's my destiny. I can feel it in my roots of my unicorn purple hair. Okay, this was the prologue and part one. Cadence Park of Fort Lee, New Jersey. Chapter one, are you that unicorn? Four months earlier. One of my greatest talents in life is air bowing. It's the orchestral equivalent of lip syncing, except it's not a cool skill and will and never will be. There will never be a TV show called Air Bow Battle. The Fort Lee Magnet Symphony Orchestra is kicking off the spring performing art showcase with a rousing rendition, rendi, rendition, rendition of Spring by Antonio Vivalade. A bit on the nose, I know. I keep my bow hovering an inch above... Oh my god, I just realized it was bow. It's really stupid because I played violin for a few years. <clears throat> I keep my bow hovering an inch above the strings while I sway my body back and forth, curling my upper lip as if I'm smelling something nasty, all to give the impression that my whole body is overcome with the swelling emotions of the music, even though I'm not actually making a sound. It's better for everyone if I air bow, if I can't be heard. If it were up to me, I'd blast my viola, viola, I don't know how to that, up into space. It was Uma's idea when I was five years old for me to take it up. Since not many kids chose the viola, she thought it would be easier to me to stand out and get accepted to prestigious youth orchestras, which looked great on college applications. Well, joke's on her. Ten years later, I'm in the very back of Lilo's section with my equally untalented stand partner, Chris DeBente. Let's be very real. Violas are already the backup dancers of orchestra. We're essentials, but no one's checking for us. The violins are the glamorous lead singers who get all the parts, all the money notes. The cellos are the sexy, mysterious, brooding ones with the most Instagram followers. Violas are the... Michelle Williams of Destiny Child of Spring Instruments, except not iconic or best friends with Beyonce. It's only when we all stand up for a bow, actually bow this time, after the song is finished that I can see Uma and Abba in the audience. Abba is clapping frantically, giving me a standing O, while Uma is taking tons of flash photos of me in my hideous orchestra outfit, a frilly white blouse and green ankle-length skirt. I smile miserably, getting blinded, until we can all sit back down to watch the um, choir performance, which is what that audience actually came for. Unlike every high school movie stereotype, the choir is actually full of the coolest kids at Fort Lee Magnet. It's considered the easiest of the required art elective, so it's packed with popular girls and jocks, including my older brother, Tommy. The choir has many members for this showcase, They've broken it up into performance groups. For the opening number, Tommy and 20 of his bro friends strut onto the stage in um, neon tank tops, sweatbands, and high socks. The students in the audience, especially the girls, go nuts. The dudes give an ironic performance of the boy band classic, What Makes You Beautiful, by One Direction. The dudes aren't good singers, but they're making a joke out of it, shouting off-key while all while doing all the standard boy band moves, like tracing hearts in the air, pointing at girls in the audience, putting their hands on their chest and winking. But they're so unselfconscious about looking stupid that I have to admit, it's legitimately pretty cool. 
Tommy and his friends from the baseball team stand out in front. Tommy in the center. I can see my best friend, Imane, in the front row, literally swooning. She's always said my brother is her primary thirst object, which is too gross and cringy for words. I don't know what it is about seeing Tommy and all those guys up there, but I'm suddenly bawling on my hands into fists. A fantasy of breaking my veil against the floor flashes in my mind. It's all so unfair. I'm the one who can sing, or at least I think I can, since I only sing alone in my room. So why does Tommy get to jump around in silly clothes getting cheered on the entire school while I'm hidden away in the back of the orchestra? No matter, no matter how many times I've begged Uma to let me quit viola and focus on singing, she won't budge. The last time I brought it up, she shouted, Okay, I'm gonna try. Bejajera. I've been sort of learning Korean, but I, I still can't really pronounce that. Which literally means, cut my stomach open and let me bleed to death. Super dramatic, but basically it's the Korean equivalent of over my dead body. What's even more unfair is I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to do um, choir or cor- choral. I'm, I'm dyslexic. I can't do this stuff. Because she knows I take it seriously, unlike Tommy. Singing is something you do on your own time, she once told me. Singing is not a dignified art. You have to bring the song from inside of you with mu- so much effort. Everyone can see how hard you try. Uma's bias against singing is so weird. She's actually a good singer herself. Uma and Abba went to a prestigious music school back in Korea, which is how they met. Abba was studying to become a conductor, and Uma was studying vocal performance. But I also know neither of them finished. They moved to America soon after they dropped out. Neither of them works in music now. They run a convenience store in Fort Lee. So I know Uma's music dreams went wrong somewhere, but she'll never talk about it. It will remain one of those family secrets probably forever. I put my viola on the floor, a big no-no according to Miss Miss Kutsina, the orchestra conductor, and slump in my seat. Will there ever be a time when I'm the one singing and jumping around on stage, not worried what anyone else thinks? Probably not until after high school, when I'll be far away from my family. In the meantime, I'll just have to bend my time for a few more years, playing the role of the quiet Korean girl who takes all AP classes, gets good grades, and plays a classical instrument and never complains. After the showcase, Imane and Ethan come over. It's a Friday night and we're doing what we love most, hanging out of my room, um, stuffing our faces, and watching YouTube vids. It's not like we're total rejects, even though we are in the smart kid classes together. It's just that, more than parties and football games, we prefer hanging around each other, reacting in extra ways to all the weird things we're obsessed with, like RuPaul's Drag Race clips we rewatch over and over, beauty vloggers we make fun of but secretly love. A little goes a long way, Ethan likes to say, pretending to dab highlighter on his cheekbones, and don't forget your cupids, bow. After we watch a tiny mukbanger, Demolish eight packs of nuclear fire noodles in under four minutes. Imane commanders my computer. I know what she's about to pull up. SLK's performance of Unicorn from last week's S- S- um, SNL. I love, love, love SLK, says Ethan as the host. Jennifer Lawrence introduces them. Duh, what excuse for a human being wouldn't, says I- Imane. I should. I guess they're all right. Okay, this excuse for a human being. Imane flashes me a shady look. D- 
Dude, sometimes I think I'm more Korean than you are. I mean, Imani li- literally is slurping kimchi straight out of the jar at this very moment. Not even I can eat kimchi like that. I like it with food, especially curry rice or black bean noodles, but it's too funky for me to eat by itself. I mean, I'm super glad that an Asian group is so popular on magazine covers and all, I say, but their music seems a little malfunctured. Functured. Yeah, okay. Girl, bye, says Imana, closing the jar of kimchi and moving back to my bed to hook my giant whale pillow. Like, American pop music isn't malfunctured? Malfunctured? Malfunctioned? I think that is. Anyway, each one of those SLK guys can really sing and rap. 1J wrote a ton of their biggest hits himself, and that choreography is banging. Yeah, look at that, says Ethan, totally transfixed it. One Direction used to just stand on stage and, like, maybe jump around. These guys serve it. Okay, so I'm not sure why I'm lying to my best friends right now. I probably need to go to a therapist to get to the bottom of it, but I'm actually a huge fan of SLK Stan in secret. I've watched hours of their Korean music show performances and their reality show, SLK Adventures, on YouTube. And ever since SLK made it big in America, I've started following other K-pop groups, especially the girl group Queen Girl, who are touring with Ariana Grande right now. Nothing would make me ha- nothing would make Imane, the biggest K-pop stan I know, happier than being able to obsess it over with me. But for some reason, I'm self-conscious about it. Isn't it like expected for a Korean girl to be super into K-pop? On screen, the five boys of SLK move in perfect sync even when they're doing literal backflips. Each guy rocks a different shade of brightly colored hair. They clearly spend just as much time on makeup and wardrobe as any girl group. In their own way, they're all really hot, especially one J, the member who's always front and center. Espe- especially, everything about his face seems to be created in a lab to be as te- telegenic as humanly possible. His brooding eyes, his candy colored lips, his chiseled V-shaped jaw, Somehow, none of his moves seem rehearsed. When all the other boys run their hands through their hair, it looks as though 1J is doing it spontaneously, just to feel himself. And the other four boys saw how awesome it looked and decided to copy him. The S and L crowd totally loses it when the boys break into the unicorn dance. Unicorn is an amazing bop. Even though the chorus, the only part of the song is that's in English, doesn't completely make sense. Baby, now I believe in unicorn. Here's a girl I've been searching for, searching under all the rainbow. Baby, all I know, you're my one in a billion unicorn. By the end of the song, all three of us are dancing around, singing at the top of our lungs. Imane whips her hair back and forth, Ethan does a duck walk, and I move my body with no regard for rhythm or dignity. Okay, fine, I pant when the song's over. That song is super catchy. Right after the SNL performance, Unicorn starts back up again. We're ready to shriek out the song all over again, but it's not the music video, it's an ad. So many ads, YouTube. The words are, are you one in a billion? Flash across the screen. Then, SAY Entertainment, the company that brought you the number one global sensation, SLK, is looking for the first ever girl group. Cut to the clip of one of the SLK boys um, mugging and smoldering directly at the camera, the light glinting off of their shimmering cheekbones. We're searching for the, these, those girls who can sing, dance, and rap like SLK. Are you that unicorn? Each one of the SLK boys says into the camera seducively, are you that unicorn? 
Um, I get a warm, queasy feeling in my stomach when it's 1J's turn. Get discovered at SAY Global Editions, Royal Oak Theater in Palace Park, New Jersey, April 9th. I burst out laughing. Are they auditioning singers or looking for dates for the guys? Imana isn't laughing. She's staring at me. You should audition, Cadence. I don't dignify this with a response. In Paradise Park, is that a glitch? Why would a K-pop label recruit in Jersey? Ethan isn't laughing either. Well, Jersey is where the suburban Korean kids live. He gushes to me as if to say, Exhibit A. You should audition, Imane repeats, all serious. Haha, I roll my eyes. Could you see my parents letting me quit school to be in a K-pop group? Besides, do I look like an idol to you? Imane runs her eyes over my busted bare feet, holy jeans, and oversized black hoodie. No, not at all, but you've got something to work with under all of that. Besides, do you know how big this is? SAY is the most powerful entertainment company in K-pop right now because of SLK. The girl group version of SLK would be lit. And you can sing, says Ethan. Even with Unicorn right now, your vocals were low-key slaying. Dude, I've always told you, says Imana. You have the voice of an angel. You need to share that with the world. Imana has said stuff to me like this before. It's a sweet compliment, for sure, but for some reason, my eyes get a little moist. Probably for the same reason I'm too embarrassed to admit how much I actually love K-pop. I have no problem openly fangirling over my favorite American artists like Ariana, um, Ariana and Rihanna. Um, but now that SLK has graced the cover of Vanity Fair and Queen Girl has performed with Cardi B at the VMAs, it's all become a little too real. Maybe kids like me can become stars, too. And if they've got the talent and can put themselves out there... Deep down, I think I could be talented enough, but brave enough to go for it? Definitely not. I glance at the Barbie pink guitar in the corner of my room. It was my dad's gift to me for my 12th birthday, which he bought in the daddish way of thinking all girls love hot pink, and I kind of do. Abba taught me a few basic chords, and unlike the viola, I learned the guitar immediately, as if it were a long-lost part of my body. I think maybe it's because I've always thought of the guitar as a tool for singing. I watched YouTube tutorials on finger picking, picking and learning how to play early Taylor Swift songs. Now my guitar is my prized possession, the first thing I've grabbed in a fighter. I only ever play it in the privacy of my room, though. I sing tons of covers, plus a couple of my own original songs. I sometimes film myself, and I've even considered posting a few videos to YouTube. Me singing an acoustic version of Here With Me by Churches and Marshmallow. And... And in my feeling song I wrote called Expectations vs. Reality. But those videos are just files on my computer. Sitting on my cluttered desktop among AP lip papers and bio lab write-ups. Hmm, I say, maybe I'll think about it. Dude, says Imane, opening a bunch of new tabs on my computer. I think you're seriously underestimating how amazing K-pop is. It's not just one kind of thing. Let me be your girl group tour guide. Imane shows us music videos, or MVs, as they're always called in K-pop, featuring all sorts of girl groups, like Queen Girl, Blackpink, Twice, Red Velvet, Everglow, and Itzy. I literally love all of those groups, by the way. I've watched a ton of the SLK MVs, but I haven't paid much to the female groups. Not like this. The visuals and the choreography are all mind-blowing, and the girls are out-of-control beautiful. And there are all kinds of genres and influencers, including hip-hop and EDM. As she shows us all these videos, Imane explains the difference between girl crush and cute concepts in K-pop girl groups. 
She also explains the rule of K-pop, like she's explaining the kingdom um, of the Game of Thrones. There are four main entertainment com- companies in the K-pop world. YG, JYP, SM Town, um, SAY, and they all recruit all over the world. Korea mostly, but also Japan, China, Thailand, and the States, usually in Los Angeles. They're looking for talented kids, for sure, but talented kids who can play a particular role that every K-pop band needs. So it's all a formula, I ask? I mean, that's not all of it, says Imane, but yeah, K-pop is kind of like an idol factory. The companies hit up schools, auditions, malls, and lightly YouTube and social media. If the kids they recruit aren't super talented when they're recruited, the companies will make sure they become super talented. There's this whole hardcore trainee system they have to go through before they debut, usually for years. The vast majority of trainees never debut after sending their whole childhood's training. It's totally Hunger Games. Uma pokes her head in. When Ethan's in my room, I'm not allowed to close the door, even though Uma knows there's nothing to worry about. Are you kids having fun? Yes, Miss Park, Imane and Ethan pipe up. Imane was just tutoring us in advanced placement K-pop, corrects Ethan. I will be quizzing you both, Imane jokes. Have fun, says Uma. I can see a smidge of disapproval in her face. Imane, your sister is here to take you and Ethan home. I'll pack some kimchi to take with you. Thanks, Miss Park. When Imane and Ethan leave, I can't stop watching more girl group MVs. I never knew how many types of girls you could be as a K-pop idol. Cutesy girl, a rebel, a fashion queen, or all three in one. Why have I never thought of it as a possibility for myself? Well, that's a dumb question. There are many obvious reasons I can never dream of being a K-pop idol. For one, my Korean is horrible. I never had to go to Korean language school on Saturdays like the Korean kids I knew from church. Secondly, I definitely can't dance. Like, I can't even pump my fist Jersey Shore style to the basic beat. It's that serious. And of course, my parents would shut down any talk of me being a singer before they even started. Uma's drilled it into me and Tommy's heads that there are only three, maybe four, respectable fields that we can go into as adults. Medicine, law, business, or academia. In that order. Being a singer is far down the list, probably between murderer and drug dealer. I finally click out of YouTube and grab my laptop. Um, grab my laptop. Okay, I hit record on the laptop cam. I know this video will clutter my desktop like all the others, never to be uploaded. I still like to record though, because this is weird and super dark. I think if I ever get hit by a school bus or something, I want to leave these videos behind so people will know Cadence could really sing. Cadence had something to say all along. I play the opening chords of Expectations vs. Reality. I sing softly. Expectation, I don't, um, I don't do confrontation. I don't get invitations. I live in my imagination. Reality, you think you know me, but there's a lot you don't see. Wait till I become who I'm meant to be. Um, I just like singing that. Okay, I know the lyrics are corny, and my rhymes may not be as tight like Hamilton, but I'm bearing my soul here. I'm not the girl who speaks up, but one day I'll really blow up. One day you'll hear the song, and you'll know that you were wrong, cause your expectation's not my reality. Wow, how beautiful. I shriek and almost drop my guitar. Tommy's head is poking into my room. He's wiping away fake tears. Go away, I scream throwing my whale squishmallow at him. Tommy catches it easily. No one understands Cadence. Cadence is so deep. 
I shoved Tommy's face out of my room and shout into the hall, Uma, Abba, Tommy's been spying on me again. So sorry, so sorry, Tommy says in a Korean accent, bowing to me and crack cracking up. I'll be really sorry when you blow up and your song is number one. I slammed the door and apologized to my whale squish telepathically for throwing into him. Well, Tommy deserves it, he, de- he responded telepathically to me. Streaming, I text Imane. Okay, I want to audition. I sit down at my computer and edit the video of my singing, cutting off the very wet end where Tommy so rudely interrupted. I click the mouse angrily, as if it were Tommy's face, and open my YouTube account. For the first time ever, after all the thousands of videos I've viewed in my life, I upload my first video to my channel. There I am, CadenceGirl0303. Don't judge me, I created this account in junior high, with a single video of me singing and playing a guitar. Just because Uma is afraid of her own voice based on some failure she had back in Korea before I was even born, doesn't mean she can silence mine. I click publish. When I look at my phone again, Imani has already responded to my text. Yas. Okay, that was the first chapter. Sorry for any interruptions. Um, as you know, or maybe you don't know, I'm dyslexic and I have a hard time pronouncing words sometimes. So that that's definitely a problem when it comes to reading out loud. But I did hope you enjoyed this episode and tell me if you want me to read chapter two. I also know these are really long chapters. Like my my voice is gonna be dead tomorrow after this. But I really hope you enjoyed this. Um, and let me know in the comments what other books I should maybe read or do a little sneak peek like a first chapter of.